0: After retiring from the Army, Tony Hoffman founded Team Leadville, a high-altitude marathon team that raises money for veteran causes. Also, he has just released his new book called Embracing Grit. My favorite thing, he said, was having the courage to step the line knowing that it might not go your way and be okay with that result, but just putting yourself on the journey, That's really what Embracing Grit is about. Stay tuned for his inspiring journey. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. And today, my guest is the amazing Tony Hoffman. So welcome to the show, Tony.
1: Thank you, Shay. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for the opportunity.
0: Yeah, and we just got connected, um, what, just a couple of weeks ago from Rob Hughes? Sure
1: did. Rob, as you know, uh, host, uh, I think he's moved to midday now on KMBC and uh, also a veteran himself, uh, actually current currently serving in the Oklahoma National Guard. So a uh, tremendous individual.
0: Yeah, and I'm so glad he connected us. And I I love your story, your book, and, and we have mutual friends in the Society of American Military Engineers. So I'm so excited. So, of course, we hit it off immediately as soon as we started talking.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> uh, it's all about relationships. So. Uh,
0: yes. And, you know, it's funny, two people who might not have something in common, as soon as you start talking, it's like you find that common thread.
1: Sure do, Shay. And uh, and you find out that you knew some people that we both know and probably uh, obviously didn't have that information prior to this. So it's it's great.
0: Yeah. So, well, thank you for being here. And for those of you who don't know, Tony Hoffman spent 26 years serving in the Army with many of those years serving with the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers as a commissioned officer before retiring as a colonel. As an advocate for military veterans, he has served as board chairman for Warriors Ascent, a nonprofit that assists veterans and first responders suffering from post-traumatic stress. He is the founder of Team Leadville, a high-altitude marathon team that raises funds for veteran causes. This group has raised over $216,000 to date. Tony is also a fellow in the Society of American Military Engineers and a previous president of the Greater Kansas City Post. Also, Tony is an avid long-distance runner and is, has completed the storied Boston Marathon 13 times, my goodness, <laughs> including 12 straight years, wow, wow as well as the legendary Leadville 100-mile trail One Trail run with elevations <laughs> yep. to 12,600 feet. In addition to numerous other marathons and ultramarathons, he is an incredible author of the book Embracing Grit, How a Flatland Veteran Conquered the Leadville 100 Ultramarathon. His purpose is simple inspire others to self-improvement through action and word. You can find his book and more information about Tony on his website at TonyHoffmanGrit.com and we will have those in the show notes as well. So, wow, Tony, I can't even imagine uh, 12 uh, straight years of doing a marathon, let alone doing it 13 altogether. So uh, we got to dive in here. So the first question is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what does investing in people mean to you?
1: Sure, Shay. Um, I think uh, you know, investing in people is a great question. Um, it, it's, it's a concerted effort to spend your time really to invest in someone's future, whether it's a family member, friend, or somebody that you just met. Um, hopefully both parties are, are in, interested in learning from each other in that process, um, that the investment is valued, uh, the investment is time well spent, and that the investment has lasting positive impacts, uh, for both folks. Um, and that the people or groups that you've chosen to invest time into will replicate that action and invest in others as well as they go on into their careers and lives. Um, hopefully it all creates an exceptional cycle of uh true and positive impact in individuals, groups, communities, families, and really the the bigger part of the world that we live in. So I, I think, um, the one common aspect for all of this investor is uh, is is where do you spend your time? Hmm. And I think people uh, are, are is a great place to spend your time in the investment of their future. And I think there's always uh, something that both parties can get out of that relationship. And hopefully the person that you're investing time in will replicate that in the future as well and take it to the next level and invest time in other people's futures.
0: Hmm. Wow. 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 Like what a great, great answer. I may have to have that dictated and put it on a shirt because that's (laughs) beautiful. Because what you described, I'm just going to wrap it up in a nutshell, is the ripple effect. Right. Absolutely. You've invested in yourself and it overflows onto others. And then they go out and they invest in others, you know, and that's what's just so beautiful to see when that happens. And I think with your purpose at the end of that, it really tells that that you're wanting to make an impact.
1: Well, resources, you know, there's a lot of different resources that we have in our lives. Shay, time is the one that we all have the same amount of, 24 hours a day. Um, And the question then for, you know, for all of us is how do we spend that time? And is it time well spent? Um, and again, you mentioned investing in people. I I believe there's power in that for all of the reasons that you described
0: and all the reasons you described. (laughs) No, thank you. And and I love that you're talking about the word time because as an ultra marathon runner, I can only imagine the time that you commit to training for that. What does that even look like?
1: For the hundred mile event, it's a whole totally different animal than say a marathon. um, and I will say this, uh, both our uh, long distance and ultra events are really kind of selfish events, to, to be quite honest with you, with the amount of time and effort it takes. I've always tried to balance that time with family. I, I do have a, you know, I work for the city of Overland Park, Kansas as a public works director, a very important job for our community. Uh, I guess uh, I really want to thank my wife, Susan, and our three kids, uh, Nate, who's in in college, senior in college, Abby, who's going to be a senior, and Kate, who's just started eighth grade. But uh, it it is a bit of a selfish uh, endeavor. Uh, However, I think it can be balanced um, to um, not take away from family events. So there are a lot of times you're juggling uh, schedules to still attend uh, uh, kid events or other events that we have or city events. Obviously, I've got a day job, um, a day career. So um, the, it is a, a bit of a selfish piece. As far as the actual training, I, um, it's part of kind of who I am. I've been running marathons for uh, 30 years, 30 years wow. in November. My first one was in uh, 1990. So I'm entering really my fourth decade of, of you know, over 26 point, 26.2 miles or more. Um, so it's really kind of been a part of me. Nice. Uh, the training aspect uh, does take a lot of time, but it's something that obviously you, you've got to want to do, just like any other, I, I call it uh, kind of a hobby um, uh, in, in a lot of ways. So the, the time aspect, um, yeah, it's about balance. It's about balancing. And um, for those types of events, so um, for the 100, a lot of those weekends when you're in the cycle of training will be running, say, 30 miles on a Saturday, 20 miles on a Sunday. Not at very fast uh, paces, but the point is usually that it's on a weekend because you have more time and it's a huge time commitment, but you just got to know what you're getting into. But again, that's for the 100 miler, Mm -hmm. which is a a totally different beast in terms of of the, the time necessary to train to get to that distance
0: oh, I can't imagine running a a one marathon, let alone 30 miles just on Friday. And then, you know, and then turning around and doing it again the next day. My goodness. Um, And and I love what you're really talking about is time and back to like how you have to balance it all. So what I'm hearing from you is how you are investing in yourself because you're committed to that physical fitness aspect and the, the ability to be able to say, In 30 years, I've run a marathon every single, you you know what I mean? Like that's huge that you've invested in yourself. And I know because I know you well enough to know that it does absolutely overflow onto your business, onto your job, onto your family and onto your community because you've created this amazing nonprofit as well as being able to be a husband and a father.
1: Well, I was try to take a step back. It's not, you know, everybody's got their own way of balancing time, et cetera. I do believe the physical and mental component of some of the things we do is very important. And there is an investment in yourself from a physical and mental and spiritual perspective too, for those that, that are uh, on, on that side of the house as well, which is great. But, and I think it's not a selfish piece because you're able to uh, be physically and mentally engaged that helps others as well. For me, it has been something that um, has been a part of me and has been very important in my uh, progress throughout. Um, even prior to the military, I was always an athlete. Um, so it wasn't because of the military that I got into long distance running, etc. And now that I'm out of the military, uh, seven years out in November of, of this year here in 2020, um, that has been uh, continuity for me from a physical and mental perspective. So for me personally... It has been very important for me. Uh, for others, I would recommend uh, finding that niche in terms of what it takes physically and mentally and spiritually to maybe um, make you all, all that you, you want to be as a person and the ability to give back to others as well.
0: Mm, very true. I love that. And one of the things that I, I'm, I'm just thinking about is how you started off as an athlete. So was there a defining moment that you were, you know, take us back to the before the military? Was there a defining moment that you were like, you know, I know that I'm an athlete and I know that I want to go into the Army? Or were you on a different path and something happened and you decided to go into the Army?
1: Yeah, the military was, um, so I grew up in in rural Minnesota, a city, a town called Bruton. uh, 715 people, a graduating class of 34 in rural Minnesota. Great place to grow up. I look back on those roots. Uh, I still go back there, uh, was back there last summer, summer of 2019. It, it's a great place. Still have uh, friends there, not, not much family left there, but it was a tremendous place to grow up. Um, I had made the decision my junior year in high school to join the military solely to put myself through college. Um, my father ran a small business, which is still in existence today. He passed away years ago in 1984, while actually while I was in basic training in the military. Um, but that that small business, Hoffman Automatic Transmission, uh, started in 1954, and may be the oldest transmission shop in the in the state of Minnesota, if not the nation. Wow. as a small business, um, which is tremendous. So, so a lot of that entrepreneurial spirit and kind of grit and grind it out type piece in a positive manner came from my mother and father and my roots in, in Bruton, Minnesota joined the military uh, officially as a junior in high school, knowing that I would not go into the military till graduation. My senior year it was called the delayed entry program. Again, it was a two year enlistment. My goal was to put in two years, uh, Get, gain uh, additional funding for college and then go to college. Well, one thing leads to another. Um, I wouldn't say find my calling, but the military seemed to be a good fit. So I stayed, ended up going, uh, putting, putting in for um, uh, competing for a position, a, 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 um, a slot at the United States Military Academy Preparatory School, then at Fort Monmouth, New Jersey, uh, was fortunate enough to be accepted as an enlisted soldier and then earned an appointment to uh, the U.S. Military Academy at West Point uh, after that through uh, uh, Minnesota Congressman Arlen Stanglin. Uh, did four years at West Point, uh, luckily graduated, um, and was branched uh, Army Corps of Engineer Officer, and then, um, and then ended up staying in for uh, until uh, 2013. Um, and there are a variety of, of different um, times that I had considered departing the military. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was a healthy process to really take a take a step back. Do you want to continue this path or not? Susan and I were married in 1995, so 25 years uh, here coming up in December, and, and it was always um, family did play a role in those decisions along the way. Um, even the decision to eventually retire from the military and start you know really a second career. So 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 all of that that's really how the military piece um, was for me very. very um, grateful for uh, the military career, very grateful to serve our country and um, and to hopefully make a positive impact on those that um, that I had the privilege to lead as well, Shay.
0: Wow. What an answer. <laughs> I, well, I love it. And there's so many things I, I want to talk on. First of thank c- congratulations on your 25 years anniversary. Oh, sure. That's amazing. And I just want to say that your your story is so unique because a lot of times, people that are growing up, they'll say, You know, I really want to go this route. And then something changes, shifts, and they go into the military. Where you, you were like, I know my family's entrepreneurs, and that's not the route I want to go. I definitely know that I want to go into the army. And that served you so well for, like we said, 26 years. Again, congratulations on sure. that. That's an achievement in itself as well. Not to mention now, you're making such an impact. Because you realize that there's a need to help others, especially who have been combating, and not just veterans, but also first responders who have been combating post-traumatic stress. So, what made you decide to go into that route?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Shay. Um, I want to go back to the hundred-mile race, the Leadville 100 that you mentioned. Um, uh, attempted that race in 2013, and. You have 30 hours to complete that. It starts at, uh, Leadville is the highest incorporated city in the United States at 10,200 feet. That's the start. And then, as you mentioned earlier in the podcast, um, in our interview here, it goes up to 12,600 feet. Um, So why was Leadville important? Um, Well, it's important. um, Tried it in 2013. And there are intermediate time cuts that you have to make along the race where they pull you off. Mm. And you don't get the chance to complete. Completed, although physically you may still be, you know, moving, moving forward. In 2013, uh, I was pulled off the course at 60 miles, uh, unceremonious end. Um, you complete 60, but didn't make the time cut, so uh. you're out. I um, uh, Really did some a little bit of soul searching. You're not really used to maybe not finishing. I've never yeah. quit a race. Never yeah. quit a race in all the 42 marathons. I've never, I've, I've, I've. Uh, Knock on wood, I've completed every one of those. The only races I didn't were, were in Leadville, where I was pulled off for time. But anyway, 2014, decided to give it another shot because uh, uh, mentally it kind of broke me. Um, sure. and I wasn't able to move fast enough. Completed the 100-miler in 2014. That really led to me the, the area of Leadville of, hey, wow, this could be really good. I've always believed a marathon of 26.2 miles at that, that People can do a marathon unless they've got really a a health issue that they they can't complete it. In a marathon, you can't really fake. Maybe a 5K, 10K, and I'm not dismissing those races or those distances or even a half marathon. They're great. Uh, But a marathon, I think it brings it to a different level and a different challenge for folks. So going through the process of the Leadville 100 caused me to think, wow, what about a team effort for the Leadville Trail Marathon, they also do a marathon out there in June, mm-hmm. getting a team together of folks that maybe they haven't done a marathon and starting and finishing as a team with the components of endurance, teamwork, and grit mm. to help guide us as a team. And that was really the um, the creation of Team Leadville. Um, over barbecue here in Overland Park in 20, uh, 2014, October of 2014. Uh, our inauguration, uh, inaugural event was the Leadville Trail Marathon in uh, 2015. We had seven runners and we struggled through that. Uh, I, as kind of the coach, founder, etc., cetera, um, struggled through that race, but all seven runners made it through. Mm-hmm. And, and we decided um, during that process Maybe we should support a veteran cause prior, you know, prior to the race and maybe garner donations to support a veteran cause. We did that year. It was called the IAV, VA, Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans Association. I believe they a think tank out of D.C. does a lot of um, congressional uh, type items for policy changes. Great organization. We ended up raising about $7,000 on the whim, which was tremendous. Yeah. The next year, though, we really wanted to lock in. I had heard of, obviously, the veteran suicide epidemic um, was really getting more national attention. And to be quite honest, Shay, um, I was tired of inaction Hmm. on truly assisting veterans with post-traumatic stress and tackling the veteran suicide issue. I had been aware of uh, Warriors Ascent 501C3 nonprofit Mm -hmm. and what they have uh, achieved here in the Kansas city region. So I approached them and that became our cause. Like we can make a meaningful difference of, of really saving lives through team Leadville. And in 2016 through 2020 um, again, we've raised now a total of about $216,000. So the impetus was, I wanted 20 push-ups a day in, you know, replicating, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, 20 lives that are lost a day to, to veteran suicide is is great in terms of pe- people wanting to, to kind of get engaged in terms of uh, letting the public know. But to me, we needed to do more. We needed to save lives. And Warriors Ascent, the program that they do, does that. So I'm very proud. That's The impetus was action. We needed action to really make a meaningful impact in the lives of families and veterans that are suffering from post-traumatic stress. And I believe we have, we've saved over 108 lives uh, mm-hmm. through those donations. So that that's really the, the long story about what brought us to uh, Team Leadville and our mission, relentless mission to stop veteran suicide.
0: Mm, oh, just such a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing. I'm literally tearing up as you're telling me that. Because I'm just thinking about, well, one, I'm, I'm thinking about the, the veterans who have experienced some sort of suicide ideation. But what you're really saying that really speaks to my, my soul is that action piece. And we go through life thinking, thinking that action is the same as just thinking. Right. That we're thinking about something, and so that means we're doing it. And mind you, that is a great way. However, there's something completely different from thinking about it and actually doing it. And so as for me, a coach, one of the things I do is help people take fearless action. So I love that you mentioned the action piece, and um, yeah, it's just beautiful. And I love that you talk about the endurance, the teamwork, and the grit, which So now I want to dive into your book. Like, do you teach about that? Do you talk about that? Like, what's in the book?
1: Well, Embracing Grid is about really my journey um, in uh, conquering the Leadville 100 Ultramarathon. It tells about the 2013 and not making it and then going back, collecting what I call lessons learned and saying, how can we maybe – change a few things, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and getting the same result. Mm -hmm. So I knew some changes needed to be made, but also had some courage to go back to that race, knowing, um, knowing what you're getting into. And uh, the other piece, you know, in 2013, 60 miles was the longest I'd ever gone. So now you're going to have to do another 40 miles, but you're entering an unknown and, and I know you coach, you coach uh, your clients, on that it's entering the unknown and having the courage to do that. That's, that really is grit is, is, um, you know, getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so so really the book talks a lot about that journey and hopefully for those that want to purchase the book, um, you don't have to run a hundred miles to get something out of the book. Although I think there's going to be some ultra marathoners that are going to look at this and say, wow, this is kind of a recipe or one of the recipes for if you want to call it success. I don't really like to use success as a, you know, completing it or not completing it. I think success is putting yourself on the journey to give it a shot and yeah. t- taking a taking a chance and giving yourself the best opportunity to be successful on that journey, and not knowing what that end results going to be. You don't always know. When you're doing something hard and messy and challenging, you got to have uh, the courage to step the line knowing that it may not go your way and be okay with that result, but you're putting yourself on that journey. That's really what Embracing grit is about. And for those, uh, I wanted to get it out in 2020. Uh, I, I ran the race in 2014. It didn't take me six years to complete the book. There's a variety of reasons on why I waited. Um, quite frankly, it was getting a push from a West Point classmate who said, you need to write this book you've already got it written. I had most of it written in September of 2014 after the wow. race and captured all my thoughts. It was a matter of packaging it. With all the challenges that are going on in 2020, I thought we need a positive story here. Yes, And as importantly for your listeners or anybody who's going to look at the book, um, I think it can give them a blueprint for how can they maybe put themselves on their own personal journey into, I don't know if it's change or, or maybe to challenge themselves. It may be a run. It may be a new job or career. Uh, y- you name it, but, but maybe to give them inspiration that um, common people can do uncommon things. That was a big impetus for the book, Embracing Grid. Shay?
0: Mm, I love that. Thank you, Tony. And, you know, for our listeners who are listening and, and taking notes, because I'm sure they will be, Tony, <laughs> um, the thing is, is that. It's whether it's running a marathon or it's starting a business or it's transitioning from one thing to the next, whether it's military to civilian life or maybe it's careers or, you know, maybe it's from getting a divorce to now you're you're or being married to now you're divorced. Things happen. Right. And like you said, it takes courage to continue to go into the uncertainty. And I've read somewhere where it's a, it's a quote, like it takes 90 seconds of courage. 90 seconds of courage to complete a task. And I love that you said that it's really not about the completion because it's it's not. It's about the journey along the way and how, what is it that you can learn? Uh, not only about the information that you need to go forward, but it's about what you can learn with yourself. Absolutely, And I think that's what most people forget. Yeah. Like and especially an ultra marathon. I mean, I have trained for five Ks and that, that's it. And maybe one day a marathon, but not anytime soon. But <laughs> we might
1: get you out on team level. Maybe, maybe, Shay.
0: maybe, maybe, maybe. Um but I love that you're doing it with a teamwork. So you never know, maybe. Um, but the thing is is that whether whatever you're training for, it's really about being able to you use the word endurance and what's coming up for me is resiliency.
1: Yeah. That's true. Uh, you know, Shay, um, the endurance teamwork and grit—it's uh, part of who Team Leadville is, and, and it really meshes nicely with the mission to over, to to defeat uh, veteran suicide. Because uh, going through the, in this case, the Warriors Ascent Academy of Healing—a five-day academy of healing—it it takes folks who have ste- who have that courage to to contact Warriors Ascent, take that next step, get the assistance they need through Warriors Ascent. And it requires endurance, teamwork, and grit for those groups, those cohorts that go together. So it's really kind of an amazing piece on how our mission of Team Leadville has led to and and has a lot of correlations with, with the program at Warriors Ascent. And again, we're all volunteers. Okay. Mm -hmm. I used to be a board chair, uh, board member of Warriors Ascent, but. I've chosen now, I still maintain contact with board members and the executive director. It's such a great program. I try to attend graduations every time they have them. Uh, but I, I believe my uh, the best thing we can do is support those efforts through Team Leadville and really focus solely on that to help that organization.
0: So, again, what I'm hearing is for our listeners, that by the time that this conversation is over, 90 seconds will have passed many times. So, if you can just muster up that 90 seconds to ask for support, whether it's warrior's you're if you're a, a veteran or a first responder, maybe it is um, you're going through, um, like we said, maybe you're you're lost your job and you're now you're looking into what's next. Maybe you're th- at your job and you're just unhappy and you're thinking about uh, maybe I should start a business. The key is to ask for support and having that courage to be able to step forward into the into the ask
1: absolutely Shay. The other piece and folks may be very happy with their careers as I am. Uh, this is what I call in a good way a uh, side hustle. I mean these are the things that bring me joy uh, in addition to the career and family, etc. And ways to give back. So that may be something as well for people to consider, hey, what is a side hustle that folks want to do either maybe for themselves as well? It may be physical, mental, spiritual, whatever. It may be volunteerism, but it's stepping out of your element, maybe mixing things up a little bit in, in in your life in a good way, and then taking that journey on something else that maybe is going to bring you some additional joy in your life that maybe even be able to give back to others along the way.
0: Yes. And the fact that you even said that about being a side hustle, it makes me, brings me back to your word at, um, at the end of the bio was purpose. So, well,
1: yeah, go yeah sure. oh, I think with purpose. Yeah, go go ahead. I'm, I think there's a question. In <laughs> no, in You
0: you talk and then I'll ask. <laughs>
1: no, I think I think, um, you know, uh, it took me a while uh, and I'm not saying I have it perfect on my, my purpose that you stated earlier is to assist others and um you know, inspire others to self-improvement through action and word. Um, that didn't come come happen overnight in a dream. It really has required time, time outside the military, quite frankly, for me. Um, military is great. And what, I, what I'm going to say isn't meant to be derogatory. Um, however, when, when you're in the military or, or an organization for maybe 20 plus years, you can tend to be probably a little bit more, uh, what I'd say, institutionalized to a certain extent. And that, Again, I'm not derogatory to the military or anything, uh, but you may kind of forget. Hey, what about me? What is my my purpose? You know, in the military, the purpose was t- to support the nation and mm-hmm. uh, win the nation's battles or wars. Um, and and the military is very finely tuned in that aspect that the purpose is already defined for you. But as an individual. Um, Sometimes you've got to take a step back and say, what is my purpose now that I'm out of the military? What do I exist for on a day-to-day basis? So it took me a while to maybe craft that. Um, and I'm not saying I have it perfect, but I think everything we do derives from purpose. How do you spend your time? Is it time well spent? Does the time you're spending, is it part of your bigger piece of, be, of your purpose? That drives a lot of things in terms of where you spend your time, who you spend your time with maybe not listening to the noise out there. There's a lot of noise. Um, social media is great to a certain extent, but there's a lot of different, what could be defined as distractors out there. So I think if you if you have your purpose, um, define that purpose, the, the rest will flow from that purpose in what we do in our daily lives. I'm a big believer in that. And it's taken me some time to get there, Shay.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely, Tony. And I think it takes everyone time to get there. And you're, I, that's how I see um, the military. As, so I'm so glad that you brought that up is that as a whole, they gave you a purpose. Right. And now that you're you're out of that, it's like, OK, I don't have that that armor, if you will, of the the army's purpose or the military's purpose to, to protect you. Now it's time to shed that armor and go out and figure out what your own purpose is. And for me, I, I, I'm as I'm watching, and I know folks that are listening. They can't see you, Tony, but as I'm as I'm as him and I are having a video chat, the per the passion lights up as I'm talking <laughs> with him, and I think that for me is really where it begins, is to ignite that passion, and then it it falls into a, a more aligned purpose. And then you can create an increased profit. And I say profit, not from a standpoint of actual income revenue. That's great for business owners. It's what, but I, but I will say profit is what you value.
1: I totally, totally agree, Shay. And, and what, you know, what we're doing is, is entrepreneurial. It's not profit driven, um, but it can be profit driven for, for yes. those that seek that. And that's okay. I mean, I think all of that is great, but it gets back to what is that purpose and how are you going to spend your time? So I would, you know, kind of suggest one thing that helped me was really to take a step back. I had, I had microfracture surgery to my left knee and I'm still mm. doing this. So luckily I had a great doctor, wow. Dr. Vincent Key. <laughs> hey, you mad. Great. Awesome. Still doing what I, what I do with running wow. and it wasn't caused by running, but, but at that time caused me, it gave me the time to really, I was on crutches for three weeks and then uh, hard rehab to get back to where I was for physical therapy. Um, but it caused, it gave me the, really the time, I'm not glad it happened, but it caused me to reflect and really take a deeper look for me personally. Hey, what is my purpose? I'm no longer in the military. It's not who I am. It's part of me, but that's not my tribe anymore. What is your tribe and what is that purpose? Cause I think everybody wants to be part of something.
0: Absolutely. I think everybody yeah, wants absolutely. to be part
1: of something and it may be finding that niche. And um, for me, it's been a nice balance. Um, My tribe is team Leadville and that's one of my tribes. It's one of the many tribes I have, but, but those, the folks who run team Leadville, they're putting out a huge, they're hugely dedicated to want to be crazy enough to go in this case, 13,185 feet is the peak for that race at mosquito pass. And I've had West point classmates, two of them, Cam Worsham and Jeff Jack, that said, hey, I'll donate this year, but I want in to the race next year. I'm like, no problem, as long as you come ready. And, and they've been tremendous. The folks that volunteer to do this, knowing that it's, it's the full enchilada, it's more than just running. It's, it's also um, garnering donations to help save lives. They understand the full package of Team Leadville. And that tribe is very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not all veterans. Got some non-veterans, Randy Cuccio, Randy is one of the the toughest folks I know. It's the only marathon he's ever done. And he's run it five years, five of the six years with us. So so the point, I guess, back to take it back, um, probably for your listeners is if you have the opportunity maybe to reflect on, hey, what is my purpose? And and if you can at least go down the path, it may not be a perfect solution of what you come up with, but it puts you on the path to really understand maybe what you're about on a day-to-day basis. That's
0: it. absolutely. And that's so funny. You say that. So for me, I just want to share my story is I knew I wanted to start a podcast, started this podcast. I knew some folks that I interviewed new folks on Facebook that I wanted to interview. Next thing I know, I, I interviewed this um, veteran first responder who um, now created a nonprofit for PTSD recovery. And, um, uh, suicide prevention, and addiction recovery. Brian Paul, Veterans for Life, a USA, amazing, amazing, amazing nonprofit. And I interviewed him, and I aired his interview, and uh, all of his, not all, but a lot of his veteran buddies were reaching out to me. It was like, hey, I want to be on the show, too. I want to be on your show. And I'm thinking <laughs> – why, (laughs) but, but, but okay. Um, yeah. And then I would talk to them and they all had this like common theme. Like they went through something and then they created this. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's what I've done myself. Uh, you know, I went through an abusive relationship. I healed the relationship with myself. And then I healed the relationship with my dad that was very um, tumultuous growing up. And then he became my best friend. So, you know, it was such a a huge and and he was a veteran, you know, and I didn't even know his story. uh, And I still don't know. all. I will never know all of it, but I didn't even know most of it until six months before he passed away. So to just hear the common theme, right? It's like go through the obstacle and then you explore. That's the common theme for me is to just explore what your purpose is.
1: Shea, she, I couldn't say it any better. You know, a lot of times we think life is going to be, you put a dot and you put another dot in a in a upward, you know, kind of like what you want the stock market to be up and it's a straight line. But, but that's not the way life works. It's, it's a jagged line up and down that path to maybe say, hey, where's the stake that I'm aiming for out there? And you're going to go through, maybe some challenges along the way. It's a matter of, of seeing where that stake is up and down. There's personal challenges. We have family challenges, maybe uh, unfortunately health challenges or job challenges at times. It's never a perfect straight line up. It's a matter of staying in the game, staying positive, taking chances. You, you said, hey, I wanted to start a podcast. Where do you start? I'm just going to start. And you see where it goes. Some yeah. some of those may not be, I uh, wouldn't call it failed endeavors, but you may find along that path that, hey, that's maybe not something that I thought it would be, so I'm going to adjust and do something else. But it's ha- that that, again, is courage of taking some chances, calculated risks, maybe doing some research, and then finding that path forward. But if you never take that step forward, you're never going to know.
0: Absolutely, and it does not have to be perfect. There is no such thing as perfect. It's about That's the right. process. It's about the process. It's just about the absolutely. process. It's about the journey. Absolutely. So, uh, to our listeners, as you can see, Tony and I could literally like talk for hours on this. It's just so much fun, uh, and I will absolutely have to have you back on uh, as we're running out of time. So, I really would like people to know how they can connect with you. Where they can buy your book? You know, are you on social media? What's your website? All of that.
1: Sure. Sham. I am. I do have a website, uh, Tony Hoffman Grit, one word dot com. Hoffman, one F, two N's. Uh, Tony Hoffman Grit dot com. I'm on Instagram, T Hoffman Grit. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I am on Facebook. I don't do a lot on Facebook, but, but I, I do have an account. Um, so any one of those ways is, is a way to connect. As far as uh, embracing grit, it's on my website. There's a tab for the book, which you uh, two clicks, you can purchase it or it's on Amazon as well. So those are easy ways to get the book. It's not expensive and that's for a reason. I wanted more folks to be able to afford it, to purchase it. Um, it is the first volume uh, of what I call the endurance and grit series. I plan now I'm putting myself putting pressure on because be recorded probably around March of 2021 20, 20, will be the second one. And it will be about uh, team Leadville. And I'll leave it at that. Um, okay. I mean, know conceptually where I want to tackle it, um, but that would be volume two in the endurance and grit series.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. And um, I, so, if you want to get to know more about the Tony uh, or his book or more about team Leadville, it's Tony Hoffman, Grit Dot com.
1: That's and
0: right. it, so, and then also the, the site will be on their notes as well. And uh, you talked about so many amazing things from endurance to teamwork, to grit, to inspiring others, to investing time, not only in yourself, but in others. So what do you want to be remembered for? What would be your legacy?
1: Yeah, it's a tough question. Uh, (laughs) I'm still here. Um, I think, I think Shay, at the end of the day, uh, it's, it's to make a positive difference in our community and world. I do believe with all the challenges going on right now, um, I would encourage folks to get engaged in their community Um, um, because, you know, there's a lot of things on social media, et cetera. Um, I would probably challenge that same time spent on social media could be spent in uh, improving your community, our our communities. Um, But that's just my personal belief. So so really to make a positive difference uh, in our world, um, make the most of the talents um, I've been blessed with, Uh, I always try to squeeze as much out of the turnip as I can Uh, I do. I mean, that's just try to be efficient doing it and not um, and and not take away from the time of of family, et cetera. Uh, I'd also say, don't sit on the sidelines, take real action and, and roll up your sleeves, get in the muck and and make a meaningful impact. So I think to make a positive difference in our world is what I'd like to be remembered for. And also that, Hey, hey, that's a person, um, you know, when, when that person told me something i trusted him mm-hmm. uh, him or her mm-hmm. and uh their word is good he he'll, he'll he or she will follow through i, I hope that's how i'm viewed by uh, my closest friends and those that really spend a lot of time with me and my family obviously mm-hmm. i
0: love it and i love it and you are definitely you're, you're living out your legacy so Thank you. Yes. And um, it's just been a joy to have you. And I always like to end with this question. So what phrase, scripture or mantra are you living by right now?
1: Sure. Um, you know, there's a quote I go back to. I, I used to read this quote every time before I'd play high school basketball. It was by Bill Russell, the former Boston Celtics great. Um, he said, I knew what I was going to do. I was going to play my guts out to prove a point to me, just to me. In all my life, I've never done anything I didn't do flat out, right or wrong. And I don't know any other way to do it. Mm. Um, so, so that kind of gets back to doing hard things, challenging yeah. yourself, um, living your values. And again, I'm not perfect. I try to do the best I can. But that, that's kind of the mantra, of the Bill Russell quote from, uh, gosh, I got that back in uh, in uh, junior high school.
0: Wow. And, I, I, and you're a testament to living that out day to day. So thank you for sharing you. that with us. And thank you for being here today and um, we'll look forward to having you back again.
1: Thanks. Appreciate the time.
0: Hey, don't turn this off just yet. Does the thought of collaborating and connecting with a diverse group of creative thought leaders appeal to you? Do you have a compelling story and don't know where to start? Have you ever thought about writing a book and thought about writing the whole book is overwhelming? Well, we are looking for you. We want to connect and collaborate with other podcasters, coaches, and entrepreneurs who want to gain exposure. We are looking for other people who want to co-author a book with us. You can find out more details at firestartersbookproject.com.